You are listening to Take Back, a series by Pastor Bay Allen. Good morning, everybody. Hosanna. Wave your palm fronds. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. It is great to be with you as we continue in our Lenten series going all the way up to Easter. Um, And it's been quite a journey. It's called Take Back. And we're looking at how God has gone through great lengths to take us back um, as his people. And um, I encourage you to turn with me. I'm going to dig right in because we have some ground to cover today. But we are going to very much visit this scene that Lord just so awesomely spoke just a moment ago. You know, Christ came in and the palm fronds were waving, but there was symbolism there. You know, there was, there was meaning there. Um, there was victory there that we have in Christ entering in. And so I want to visit that today. Uh, but first, let's just look at what Christ did even before coming into Jerusalem on a donkey. Would you turn with me in your Bibles or an applicable app on your smartphones to Philippians chapter 2, where we start with verse 5 and we read, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross." Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, you've probably realized by now that everyone has something they're really good at, right? I'm sure you've figured something out about yourself, something you're really good at. Maybe you know how to make a cross out of a palm frond. And people come over to you saying, how did you do that? I want to know how to do that. Maybe you're really good at making crosses. If you are, show us. I I still don't know. (laughs) But show us how to make that cross out of that palm frond. Um, But my son, for instance, is really good at making a mess. Okay? Um, He's also really good at giving hugs. He gives really good hugs. Um, My wife, you know, she's really good at drinking coffee. Um, But in all seriousness, she's also a really good listener. And she's probably one of the best listeners you would ever meet. If you ever have something that's heavy on your heart, I'm sure she would uh, lend a shoulder, lend an ear. Um, My daughter is, is really good at singing. Okay, she's really good at it. She, she's also good at cleaning her room in reverse. She, she's not very good at cleaning her room. Um, but everyone's good at something. And I, and I pray that you find out what that is. You see me? I'm really good at eating cookies. But I am also really good at Mario Kart. Okay? So for any of you Carters out there, it's true. I'm, I'm, any of you out there, you do not want to challenge the Bay Man. Don't. Oh, no, you didn't. My play Mario Kart is the stuff of legends. It is insane. Now, I haven't had much time to play these these days like I once did. But back in the day, Mario Kart on the Wii, I had every level memorized, forward and backwards, because they throw mirror mode at you. And I had them forward and backwards. I knew the shortcuts. I knew the glitches. I could finish Grumble Volcano in under a minute, under 45 seconds, actually. Not that I'm bragging. Um, But you do not want to challenge the Bayman. I am the greatest in the world. (laughs) Do you believe me? No? Oh, come on. You never won. Okay. But anyway, 
Am I bragging? Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't realize. I thought I was being humble. I'm really good at being humble. Um, I think I'm going to stop while I'm ahead. Today's message is called Holding Nothing Back. And our scripture today shows us humility. Humility. Let's look at these words from Philippians once again. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. See, Jesus was in the form of God, but did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Jesus was equal with God, and that was right. But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even on a cross, which was pretty much the lowest you could go. Death on a cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven, of those in earth, and those beneath the earth, those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Humility. You know, today is Palm Sunday, as we've already made quite a few references Quite a few waving of palms. My arm's starting to hurt. It's okay. But we saw the humble Jesus as he entered Jerusalem, riding on a baby donkey. Not a mighty war horse, but a donkey. And it says in Matthew 21, 5, Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. You see, the king enters in, and we all know a king when we see one, right? We know a king when we see one. They have the crown. They wear the robe. They have the guards that look all serious all the time. They have the scepter. They have the power. They have the power to rule. And look at Jesus. The king comes in. The king of kings. And Jesus, sure, he could have come in like that. War horse, accolades, paparazzi. But Jesus shows us humility. I mean, this is humility in a nutshell, because the king, as we've seen throughout history, would be seated high, riding on a great and noble steed. But instead, Jesus comes in seated low, riding on the foal of a donkey. It's amazing. It's amazing that the donkey is able to carry the king. That the donkey is able, but even more so, it's amazing that the donkey is chosen to carry the king. Jesus brought with him, riding into the streets of Jerusalem, this concept of humility. This was how the king entered in, to the streets of Jerusalem, into our hearts, into our lives, into our world. This is what the king looks like. This is what Messiah looks like. Jesus didn't show off. Jesus didn't brag. Jesus came in, and not even just on a donkey, but pay attention. Not just a donkey, but we're looking at the colt, a young donkey, an animal that was so young it couldn't even do all the work at the farm yet. And this humble animal is capable of carrying this majestic load of ushering in the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. In humility, Jesus could have come in on a beautiful, purebred stallion. It's true. That's what everyone probably would have expected. 
But that animal can bring the king. So can the donkey. Being found in appearance as a man, Jesus humbled himself and became obedient. Look at the lengths that God went to to take us back. God sent his son, his only begotten son, not to exude power and cause the world to kneel before him. No, God's son didn't do that. We see Jesus chose not to hold on to that equality with God while here on earth. He could have. Jesus could have been like Superman flying around beneath our yellow sun, but he didn't. He didn't do that. He was humble. Jesus humbled himself to be the servant for all. The King of kings, the Lord of lords came to serve. He became man. I bet Jesus even had pimples as a teenager. He was man fully. He was fully man. He was fully God. Yet he gave up that God-like status here on earth. He wore humility like a crown. You see it time and again. And I ask you, how are you as one of his servants? How are you doing with humility? Don't answer it. You could take away some humility points. But seriously, how are you doing with humility? these days. I'm doing okay, but I've still got ways to go. Mario Kart's a prime example, right? I've got some ways to go. How about you? Because Jesus was humble for your salvation. Jesus didn't have to do that. That was for your benefit. For your salvation, Jesus was humble. So he may better relate to what you're going through. Jesus did that. Jesus was no stranger to pain. Jesus was no stranger to loss, no stranger to a controlling mother, no stranger to family drama. All of it. He did it all for you. He didn't have to, just as he didn't have to ride in a town on a donkey. But he chose to do that for each and every one of us. You ever notice how incredible it is for us? I just, I love the fact that as Christians, we, we can look to what Christ accomplished in the scriptures. When we read our Bible, we, we see where he went. We see what he did. We hear the things that he said. We see how he handled negativity in his life, negative situations. Whatever it is, we have the Bible that shows us Jesus. You ever notice what a blessing it is for us? To know that our God knows what we're going through. Other religions, they don't have this kind of God who humbled himself to suffer alongside. This is big stuff. And this is what victory we have at Easter. I get excited about this. Make some noise. Say Hosanna. Hosanna. Somebody tweet something. God knows my struggle, right? This is big stuff. I was talking earlier with a friend of mine uh, who actually cleans out here. His name's Paul. He comes out and he cleans here. Um, And I told him there was an issue with one of the toilets. Uh, There was some mess. And, you know, I said, I'm sorry that you have to deal with that. You know, and he's like, no, he's like, I don't mind. I mean, it's my job, you know. And and I just got into a little conversation with him. And I said, you know, I used to be a manager at at a pizza shop. A lot of times the employees would be like, where's Bay?" Oh, he's cleaning the toilets again. You know, I, I, I didn't mind doing it because I knew that that was, a, that was hospitality. You know what I mean? And also, I knew, I cleaned some nasty toilets, let me tell you. But I knew my employees, when I would ask them to go and clean the toilet, I knew they would know 
I wasn't asking them to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. Friends, God shouldn't clean toilets. But God chose to clean toilets. God said, if I have to clean toilets to take you back, I'll do it. That's holding nothing back. Humility. The difference between humility and humiliation is that with humility, you decide to do it. You're not a victim. You're a victor. That's the difference. Victors join in the celebration. They wave the palm fronds of celebration. Jesus showed us to be humble. That's where the victory is. It's not in being higher up or over anyone. Humility is where the true victory rests. So what if you're good at Mario Kart? Can you lose on purpose? (laughs) Give a kid a smile? You know, that's humility. They may laugh at you. They may call you names because they won. All that kind of kid stuff. And you just take it. Not saying a word. You know, they're smiling. That's humility. That's not humiliation. That's humility. You chose this. You're not a victim. You share in that victory. I'm going to close up right here for today on this Palm Sunday. I just want to ask, don't don't overlook what God has done to take you back. God is still taking you back, holding nothing back. Don't overlook that. And also, don't hold back as you offer yourself to God. That's my words of encouragement. Become that living sacrifice that we see outlined in Romans. Humble yourself. Use your gifts for others. Use your time helping out doing something at your church. You know, we have a wonderful staff of secretaries that that meet down at Jefferson Street. A lot of the bulletins and stuff that you hold each week, a lot of that comes from them. Volunteers. And George, he won't tell you this, but George is probably out to church no less than three or four times, if not more, this week. Serving. He didn't have to do that, but he chose to do that. And we give you thanks for that. The secretaries choose to do that. They're volunteers. Do something with your church. Do something in your community. And do something not because you have to, but because you choose to. Choose to do it. I pray that you choose to do it. It's not glamorous work. There's not a world's most humble person award floating around out there. If there is, I'd like to see it. That'd be kind of funny. This isn't resume building stuff. This is kingdom building stuff. This isn't your victory, but you share in the victory of Jesus. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of those in heaven, and of those on earth, and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus Christ is Lord. Glory be to God. All this glory, it doesn't belong here. It doesn't. It doesn't belong here. This kind of glory doesn't belong on this planet. It doesn't belong with these broken people. With these hurting and searching people. No, this glory is God's. And God's alone. But God humbles himself to let us even experience his glory 
In Jesus Christ, in worship, when we gather, this isn't Lollapalooza, this isn't a concert, this isn't even designed to make you feel good. If it does, that's a blessing. But this here, where we are, this is a place where our hearts desire and God's will come together. And in whatever way that takes place, that is worship. That is worship. The Spirit of the Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is in this place. We don't own this. This grace doesn't belong here. This glory, it doesn't belong here. The Spirit of the Lord belongs in heaven. But to take each and every one of us back, God came down. God comes down. God's glory falls upon us like rain. God is holding nothing back. This is humility. This is power. This is majesty. And this is our God that we serve. So let's worship God in spirit and in truth. Amen. All God's people said, Amen. Amen. Would you pray with me? Dear God, we just thank you for the lengths that you go to to take us back. We thank you for that which you have done, that which you are doing, the way you work in us, the way you work through us, the way you work in spite of us at times. I pray that you will reveal yourself to us more and more each day. Let us grow deeper in our relationship with you. Give us humility. This world so desperately needs humility. Let us offer the humility of Christ, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. Let us offer the humility of Christ to those who are used to a world that just dominates and controls. Let us shout Hosanna. Let us remember what it means. God save us. Let us proclaim to all who will listen and even those who won't that Jesus Christ is Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray that you will encounter us and transform us. Amen.